Good afternoon, good evening. Thank you for your patience. We've had many issues this morning with um, the connection with GoToMeeting, so do apologize. So we'll go ahead and get started on the presentation. Hopefully everyone can see my screen as we move forward. So today's uh, presentation from Payslip is we're gonna talk about the organization health check and give you some tips and tricks for what will be successful for you now and in the future. My name is Mary Holland. I am the Chief Customer Officer at Payslip, and I will be sharing today with you our checklist that we have prepared, along with our white paper that we have prepared um, earlier this year to help you be successful. So what a year it's been. It's been a year of many changes. The world drastically changed last year with the pandemic and the impact of COVID. It's hard to believe that last January, we first saw small pieces of what was happening in the Asian area. And little did we know that within months that we, our teams around the world be, would be moved uh, to be a global operations. When we think about it, what lessons did we, we learn during the last year? And what are some of those things that we had to put in place that can make us be successful for the future? And the important thing to recognize is it's still not over, but the COVID piece of the pandemic and how we worked and how we were moving through with remote workers will change our life and our work forever. So last year, for most of us, March was the kind of the movement to move towards um, working remote. For some of our organizations, our teams may have been already working remote, but payroll and HR operations have typically had a, a strong piece or a strong connection to an office and headquartered, but suddenly we had to move the entire teams to remote working. So that, um, depending on your organization, could have been a minor challenge or it could have been a major challenge. And it really depends on how much you were set up with technology and tools to work remotely. So we had to, to quickly um, organize the teams, put connections together. For the teams also, we had to suddenly change from a work environment to working from home. And what were the, what were the logistics that was, was happening at their home? Did they have a place to work, a strong internet connection? All of those things um, were impacts that we had to think about, along with the new work piece of having many family members at home, all um, working to get that internet space. So once again, we had to, of course, consider how we can process the payroll and think about what we learned during that particular process. And the pieces that we learned in early March and we moved forward um, into the middle of the summer were pieces that we need to consider long-term what our global payroll strategy will be for working remote and what are those items that we we need and tools that we have to have in place to make sure that we're successful and we can prepare for the future. So this year, um, as 2021 was brought in, we really were hoping that um, the COVID and the piece of the COVID pandemic would, would change and we would have a different uh, a different combination of work. Work would be different. We would probably have some remote and some um, in-office work. But with the November and December and into January, it's still in many countries around the world, 
made us still be working remotely. So our, in most organizations, I would say our HR and payroll teams are working remotely. What that required us to do is to think again, what was our structure? What have we learned from last year? And did we pull in some technology tools? And we of course had to put a major focus on the well-being of our employees and teams. Because remember, it's been a long journey. And originally we thought it would be a month and then it got extended to three months. So just looking at what that impact and the mental health of our employees are and have we provided them all the tools and support that we are able to, to do from our organization. So remember, we really have to think of the whole, the whole picture. We first had it as a business continuity issue where we moved people to remote. Now it's becoming a change of our life. And so what, what tools and pieces do we have in place for this? So working from home now is, is probably the new norm and it, we'll see this in the future. And those are items that we need to think about. And that, that's part of the health check um, checklist is really looking at your organization and where are you today and making sure that you have all of your tools and structure to be able to support a work from home uh, operation. So what can, we, what, we can, what can we do to make sure that we've got everything pulled together? So as a best practice as HR and payroll leaders, I think it's always important to connect regularly with your key stakeholders. And those are people in the, your HR operations, your finance team, and the global payroll team. Make a list of really what went well during um, the exercise that we had last year in, in March. What really went well? What things didn't work? What things did we have to pull in? And what is on our wish list? Do we want to bring in some new technology? Do we need to, to look at um, improving uh, the, the internet speed at home for our employees? Do we need to, to provide some work at home desk and chairs and, and provide additional tools? So what are those things that would be helpful for our employees to make sure that they're successful? With that, we want to also look at the technology that we're using. So what technology tools are we using today? What is, um, is our software in the cloud? What are, how are we managing our technology? What visibility do we have to what's happening? How can we connect? Just today using uh, GoToMeeting is a, is a connection tool that we have to have in place. So making sure that you have all of your web tools uh, available, that you provided that to the employees, they know exactly what tools we have. The other thing is really looking at the delivery processes. For many of us, it may have been we were delivering checks uh, or payments um, in person. And so what happens when that broke last year when we had to go remote? Did we have the ability to quickly move into an employee self-service module for all of our employees? Do we have that in place or is that on our roadmap? So definitely we learned um, the hard lesson that we needed to have the ability to have all of our processes digitized and have visibility for employees to get access to the information and make sure and have confidence that their pay was delivered on time when they expected payment. When we meet with the, the teams, we want to think about what was, what was the impact last March and where we are today. So that's been a, a journey of a year. So what, what was working well at the beginning and what changes did you make along the road and thinking about, do we need to bring in additional resources, technology, how we're managing working from remote, 
and when I look at that, the hours people are working, how we can we can manage the different schedules. We do know around the world we have situations where um, our employees are also supporting their children um, being on the different tools that are being done virtually for school. So we have different school schedules, we have different impacts in their, their life and organization. So how we can think about that and build a team that's going to work. And that does require us to have good tools in place, good connections in place, visibility to what's happening in HR and payroll. Because remember, we are essential, essential workers that our employees that are working for our organizations are depending on us to deliver their pay accurately and on time. So we do have a essential role in the organization. So looking at what, what do we need from a delivery um, aspect and is employee self-service something that we need to roll out and how fast can we roll that out? And then of course, there's always when we're, we're meeting with our stakeholders, each organization has information that they um, actually need. So what are, what are the nice to have and what are the must? So when I look at my teams in finance, I think some of the must are, can you have reporting to let us know what's happening in the organizations? Are we taking advantage of some of the COVID benefit programs? What does that look like? What um, information can you share? If we have to downsize in organizations, just having the information on how much it, the compensation is in each area, the employer cost, all of that reporting and pieces are important to finance so they can make key strategic decisions. And they're looking strategically at the business now, where we are now in, in um, their business, and then what does that look like for the future? So in some organizations, we're trying to plan out for the next two years, and what does that look like? We've had a kind of a mixed bag of what's happened. So depending on your industry, you may have been impacted majorly, whereas other industries have growth and are hiring uh, new employees, and you you're now have the onboarding process virtually. So in the technology space, we're seeing um, the technology area, we're seeing growth in headcount and growth in expansion. Whereas if you're in industries that are in the um, air travel, any of the entertainment areas, the restaurant areas, all of those type of business are, are being impacted. And if you are servicing those industries, you're also being impacted. So you may have had to furlough employees, you may have had to let go employees. So all of that information is important to finance. But then of course, HR and payroll had to work closely together to make sure that all those programs um, are in compliant and you can take advantage of all of the credits that would be available to be taken. So our checklist um, that we prepared and it's also available in this webinar is a checklist that you can use today you can use it, um, uh, I would continue to use the checklist throughout uh, the year. So meet with the teams and use the checklist today. Make sure that you're using it regularly and referring back to it. The second thing that I see in, as a best practice to share with you, the checklist is always very um, important if you're changing roles. So you're moving from one organization to another organization. The checklist is a great opportunity for you to do a health check on the organization that you're moving into so that there's no surprises. And remember with our checklist, the goal is to achieve um, everything on the list, but sometimes we can't do everything all at once. So really meeting with those teams and prioritizing will get our end result where we want to be.
So when we look at, we have to have a starting point. So we're looking at access. So who has access to the system? So are we in a cloud-based solution? So we have a cloud-based uh, uh, operation. Are we using a lot of spreadsheets? Where are those spreadsheets stored? Are they stored so that they can be shared and then they're shared securely? So do you have a secure SharePoint site for, um, for payroll and how that looks? Making sure that you have security wrapped around access of the data, making sure we don't um, suddenly start to email secure information regarding employees via email, just because we need to, to get the payroll paid or something done. Email is not a secure exchange, so making sure that you understand that. The second piece of that is, even though we are in a pandemic, which is a business continuity operation, or could be considered a disaster, the rules around data privacy and regulations for organizations still apply. So in most of us, we uh, GDPR does impact our lives. So GDPR still is in place and we do need to follow all of the regulations regarding that. We have to look at the accessibility of how, how can our employees access the system? Is it 24 seven? Do we have that available? We have to look at the time zones. And when I look at accessibility, I also want to make sure we have to look at the fact that the internet is not the same all around the world. There is certain areas where the internet becomes very sketchy when um, employees are working from home in some countries. So that is a major impact that we have to consider. We also have to consider that accessibility when we look at our ICPs. And we'll be talking about those uh, in a few minutes and making sure we know who has the rights to approve and not approve the files. So making sure that we have that pulled together. And do we have a standardized process or flow of what that looks like so we know who has access to what? And so that will definitely help us. Making sure that if the information is available and we have the procedures available and it's not just stored on someone's desktop and we don't have that uh, available during this particular type of a crisis because our key leadership is going to need to have that information. And in some cases, if one of the key members gets sick, who is the backup? So we need to make sure that we have coverage for that moving forward. So sorry about that. Okay, so visibility. So visibility is going to be extremely important. So when I look at visibility, I want you to think about what digital tools do we have to know what's, what's happening today? Have you digitized your payroll and HR processes so that you know who is responsible for each task? Can you view that the task has been done? And this is extremely important when we look at that as we look to service um, countries around the world. And the reason for that is with digital tools, we need, we can get visibility of what's happening. We have insight that the Brazil payroll was processed on time, or we have insight that over in Japan, we're having some difficulties and we see that Japan payroll has not even been processed with the beginning steps over to the ICP. So we know who that is. We also know who the key person is that's responsible on our digital calendar and visibility roadmap 
And do we need to bring in somebody else to help us? And that's what ha actually happens with the standardization of our processes. Do we have the visibility and the technology for us to see that? Can we make movement, as we said, with our friends in Japan, where maybe one of the, the people in the office are having um, access issues for the internet, or actually there is an impact on their family? Can we swap that between different countries so that we can move some of our resources in Ireland to jump in and help the Japan team process their payroll and get it over to the ICP? Yes, we know that team in Ireland may not uh, be familiar with the Japanese language, but if our processes are standard and we know what needs to be put in the file and we can send the file to the ICP, we're moving it forward. Having the ability to look at a calendar and looking at it from a visual view of all of our countries, can we see what countries might be running into issues? And then what, hap what happens uh, with, with countries that are having issues? Are we having issues getting our uh, information back from our ICPs on the key deliverable? What's that impact? So in this piece of visibility, especially during the pandemic, we always have to kind of think about what is our backup plan? Where are we? Which countries are in great shape? Where do we have resources and teams that can help? Evaluating some of the issues and, and roadblocks that we know that are already there and how we can make sure that we're not single sourcing any particular location, that we have uh, resources and support to help us to make sure that we're delivering payroll on time. So with visibility, we, we come into our in-country providers. So our in-country providers, just like us, were hit extremely hard during the pandemic and are still working very hard depending on the, the country and the location that they're actually working in. So over this last year, I have talked with a lot of the ICPs. They have shared some of the struggles that they've had during, during the last year. A lot of the struggles that they have had is moving people remotely. So in those organizations, they are organizations that closely work together. They were in an office um, setting. They had their processes and procedures that were all in the office, and suddenly they had to move uh, to a work-from-home situation. They've also had challenges um, with the different countries' employment and taxation offices, where those taxation offices have been closed. A lot of those offices are not, um, they're not digital, they're not set up to, to work remote. So there's been challenges with um, getting information to those offices for hiring new employees, for making tax filings. They've also had some issues with um, the internet. So the internet has been a complete struggle in some of the locations. So depending on where you sit, I have heard a lot of, um, a lot of issues have happened in uh, Latin America. So Latin America had some internet coverages, uh, issues with the ICPs. I've also heard that some of the ICPs have had a struggle because they were so small that they did not really understand or did not have the bandwidth to get themselves out of this uh, particular process. So they just did not, were not able to process your payroll for that month. So that really goes back to us as um, leaders looking at and knowing and understanding the ICP that we're working with, making sure that they do have good business continuity in place, but also what, what happens if 
they cannot come to the office and what does it look like for working remote? So how quickly can they recover? So that does put us on our list of items that we need to check is who, who we're working with and what is their skill set to be able to uh, respond to different situations that may happen. Now, yes, we understand that this pandemic was unique and the fact that it impacted every country around the world, but we do need to make sure that the ICP that we're, uh, we're choosing to work with can support us in different situations. And that did require us to connect with them. So one of the, the best practice thing would be to connect immediately in any national disaster, or also please staying connected with them now, understanding where they're at, having conversations, making sure that you're sharing some of the challenges that you're having in your organization and they can share what's happening in theirs so that both of you are working together. If necessary, do you have the ability to switch to another ICP um, if you need to very quickly? So do, can I move to a, a different ICP uh, for March because I'm having major issues in February? Do you have a platform and technology that allows you to do that because you have your processes standardized and you can easily just move that new ICP into the platform and move forward? Yes, we do understand there'll be maybe different uh, gross to nets views or there may be different uh, payroll entry re uh, requirements, but if you have the process digitized and you have the files ready to go to the provider, in most cases the information is, is consolidated standardly that they can quickly use the information that's provided. So we always kind of have to think about that as a backup plan and we need to make sure that we're aware that that could be a possibility that we might have to look at depending on your country footprint. So that goes back into you evaluating the group of countries that you have with your ICPs. And it could be as simple as using, you know, the, the traffic light where you have green, yellow, and red, and just identifying those countries off the bat that you can see concerns with. And those red ones are the ones that we need to reach out to immediately. We need to evaluate our risk as a company because at the end of the day, our employees and our management and leadership are depending on payroll to be able to deliver uh, uh, payroll on time and accurately. And remember, during this pandemic, there's a lot of stress on the employee with many things going on. The one thing they do want that, that is something that they can count on is receiving their pay on time. So we can achieve that goal for them and we're also helping them to get some confidence that things are moving forward and there's no change to their pay piece. So making sure that we, we look at this, this is extremely important um, during the pandemic, but it's also extremely important in a best practice situation to do this regularly. And you may look at this annually, um, evaluate your ICPs, making sure you're getting feedback from your stakeholders, and those can be stakeholders in HR and finance that are interfacing with the ICP or receiving reports, but also reach back out to your team members that are working with them. Remember, they are the ones that are working day on the day-to-day -day basis. What are some of the challenges they're having and making sure that we're listening to what's happening so that we can have clear discussions with that ICP on what's happening during the pandemic, but what we're gonna do going forward. So this is really a, a key thing to look at. And then other items that you want might want to put on your checklist is really what are, what are my plans to automate and um, any of the repeatable processes that I have. 
So in today's, in today's world, the digitization and automation has streamlined very fastly since we started this pandemic. It's really put focus on the ability of how much we can automate, how much are our process standardized, and how much are they digitized. So taking a snapshot of where you are today and making sure that you are looking and preparing a list of things that you can work on now and then moving it out with a nice timeline so you continue to make continuous process improvements. Looking at your audit trails and reporting pieces of what's happening so you know what's happening, when, and, and who was responsible for that particular action. Do they have, are they the correct person that should be approving that process? Because remember, our auditors will be visiting us after we get through the pandemic and into the future. And when we look at 2020 and 2021, we're gonna to have to have clean records of what happened, have the audit packages ready. So we still need to keep all of our, our, best, our best practices, controls and audits in place. One of the other things is if you don't have employee self-service for employees to see their payroll uh, statement and also tax forms, this is something that the company, I would best as a best practice, I would definitely have, some, have you look at it and recommend it to your organizations to make sure that that is, a, is available. The employee experience of having employee self-service, everyone knowing where to get their pay slip, saves time in the HR and payroll space, but it also gives the employee the ability to get their information 24-7 to handle any of the personal business needs that they might have. Maybe they have a mortgage or they need to, to move funds from one bank account to another bank account. They know exactly what's happening with their pay. They understand what taxes uh, have been taken out of their, their payments, and they can plan for their personal requirements. So making sure that you have that in place, that was is definitely a best practice, and it is a major item that HR leaders will also tell you that having an employee experience is very important in having self-service so that they have the ability to look at their information. Then, of course, looking at your current payroll, is it scalable? So what happens suddenly, now we're, we're in an area where the tech uh, Tech is having a lot of growth. What happens if you are in a tech company and suddenly uh, tomorrow they tell you that you're going to be acquiring a company and you're going to be onboarding 5,000 employees in 15 countries? Do you have, are, is your current technology scalable to get to onboard the, the 15 countries? How quickly can you move with that? Remember, in, in those type of organizations, we have to get that the information onboarded quickly, fastly, we need to make sure that those employees that we are acquiring, that they have the same experience that our employees have. So does your, your current technology support that? And are you easily able to work with the technology and add new countries, new entities quickly and, and uh, fastly? And then making sure that you can get them on board with your processes and standards, because that's always a best practice is quickly to get them on board to your um, organization structure. And then you know that the structure and the workflow and the security around their processes will meet the, your company's requirements. So making sure that you extremely look at that for high growth. Um, and of course, you could be a company that's being purchased. So you're going to have to quickly have your, your information ready so that that information can be shared. And then, of course, 
trying to make sure that you're building a global fr framework. So when we look at global framework, we want we need to have global reporting at the highest uh, macro level. But we need with our reporting to make sure that we can go down to the micro level. So that means that we're able to get information on a local country, we're able to get information on an employee. So do you want to make sure that you're looking at reporting, making sure that you're meeting your local requirements needs in the local country, but then we're bringing all of that information back up for a global view. So making sure that you're looking at that, making sure that you have everything that's required in place. So important things to, to add to your checklist. And that, that ends our webinar for today. Um, first of all, I want to apologize for the, the glitch that we had earlier today. The one thing that I will let you know is the checklist was available. I know that um, Aoife, our Chief Marketing Officer, will be sending the checklist out. She will also be sending the link to the webinar. And along with that, she will send the link to the white paper that has more details other than the checklist. And I encourage you to take the checklist, meet with your teams and have an evaluation. And remember, this is an ongoing process that's not just for the pandemic that we're currently in, but it's for now and in the future. So thank you very much.